Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... Sad Boy Barrett, a.k.a. CEO Junior, Barrett Courtney. Hello, Barrett. Hi, Greg. This is the first time I've been introduced as CEO uh, Junior properly on a show, so thank you for that. Thank it's you. It's about Barrett. time you got the recognition the, I deserve. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've earned that title. You're ready. In, in the case I go down, you're ready to step up. Yeah. I appreciate the, it. The power of Mario Party, you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Even though, again, I don't, that kind of funny podcast yesterday. Roger angling for your job, dressing the way he dresses now. Yeah, I don't like that you were on Twitter this morning being like Roger for CEO without consulting me, CEO Junior, about well, it Well, you know, I like to stoke the fires. Mm, mm. It's, if we're all friends around here, it's too boring. You're it just trying to, to pit the throat. young bucks against each other Listen, so you can stay on top. Succession is ending. There needs to be a real... <laughs> Watch episode three last night. What would you think? No spoilers? Uh, spoilers well, this, this, is second, one. this is season oh, well. one, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I started it when uh, I was in L.A. to preview uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which we'll talk about more today um, because of all the hype surrounding it. So, yeah, uh, episode three, fun time. Watch the thing that you referenced with the jerking off onto yeah, the, yeah, the, Roman, the window Roman. there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting time. <laughs> I'm glad you did the whole pantomime for it, too. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week for sometimes two best friends gather on this table to come talk about all the things they love and sometimes don't love in video games usually we have a whole crew we just have a whole bunch of people here we this is where we do the reviews this is where we do the previews and stuff like that but today we're actually doing the star wars jedi survivor spoiler cast Ooh. so if you have wandered in here don't worry i'm not jumping right into spoilers we are basically saying hey this is the episode for once you've beaten Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Come on back and you can talk, listen to us talk about Cal's adventure. We have mm. so many questions from you. We have a bunch of people in the chat over here ready to go. Shout out to Jake Step. I just finished this game 15 minutes ago. That's how crazed he was for this sport. Hell yeah. I got to finish it before I get in there. Shout out to Kevin who uh, uh, also like burned through it in the last couple of days just to be, you know, not spoiled while he directed it. BKD, I'm excited Woo. to get your. your you're as fresh as the unplowed snow. You know what I mean? Pure as the undriven snow. That's what I was looking for. I didn't get there in time. But I'll tell you what. We are going to plow you, Kevin. I want to know what you thought about this in a second, all right? But before then, I will remind you that the Kind of Funny Games cast goes up each and every week on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, podcast services around the globe no matter where you get the show please consider liking it subscribing to it rating it on spotify leaving a review on itunes all that helps us get these episodes to more people and of course if you like what we do at kind of funny it would mean the world to us if you went to patreon.com slash kind of funny over there for a few bucks of course you can get every episode of the games cast and all our other podcasts ad free of course you could watch us record them live just like jake is like cameron is like maddie j for life is of course, you could also get a whole bunch of bonus content, exclusive merch, all sorts of cool stuff, all on patreon.com slash kinda funny. I digress, though. No matter where you're getting the show, thank you. Consider using the creator code kinda funny on the Epic Game Store when you're checking out or when you're buying stuff in Fortnite, Rocket League, or whatever on your consoles. Housekeeping for you. This episode, yes. the spoiler cast for Survivor is going up on May 4th. 
yes. Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Yep. That's not the only piece of Star Wars content going Ooh, up that maybe. day. All right. Instead, the crazy goofy stream team is doing a whole stream where they're playing Survivor, which is always fun to see Nick play a game and see him, especially as much as he loves cinema, right. react to these moments and stuff like that. But they describe the stream, which, of course, by the time you see this will be happening, it'll be over for many of you. You'll be 30 minutes the, in, probably. The time this episode pops, the Star Wars stream will be starting in half an hour, essentially. Right, because KFW and stuff yeah. like that. Doesn't matter. If you're not catching it live on Twitch or YouTube, it's up on YouTube.com slash games. And the, the way they've said it, it goes like this. We, all sort, we have all sorts of fun surprises for you, including Andy Wan Kenobi teaches Nick the Force. And where in the world is Kev2D2? Want to hear Mike Baca, the truckie, do his patented Tahoe scream? Tune in to see the boys celebrate May the 4th. And Jedi that, Survivor. The thing I'm most excited to learn is what the Tahoe scream is, which I can only imagine is just a really bad version of the Chewbacca. I don't think there is anything. I think this was Nick just sitting there trying to write a description mm. he came up with. Believe it or not, these are all very thought out things that we uh, put I together. saw a test run of some kind for Kev2D2 today. Oof. And I was like, that is guaranteed views right there. <laughs> That is what the people will want to see. Of course, if you're chat checking in later, like I said, also on YouTube.com slash games under our streams and live stuff we've done over there. Mm. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Honey and Rocket Money. But we'll talk about that later. For now, officially, the gloves are off. We are going into full spoilers for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is your chance to lean over, mm. turn off the MP3 player, you know? Mm -hmm. Take the bong out of your mouth and <laughs> turn off the MP3 player. Is that how you bong? I don't even know. Uh, sure. Beer bong. It was a beer bong. Oh, you beer bong. Okay. Okay. Now, oh, you took a deep. What do you got? So I wanted to start this off, uh, you know, a little bit inspired by what we do with in review, but uh, mostly inspired. Pop, 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 pop. Mostly inspired by a recent podcast obsession of mine, uh, A More Civilized Age, uh, which is hosted by Rob Zachney, Austin Walker, Ali Acampora, and Natalie Watson, uh, where they primarily, as a podcast, have been watching through the Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars show, uh, and breaking down uh, kind of arc by arc, uh, you know, talking about this show in the greater context of where the political landscape was uh, for America at the time when the show was coming out, when the okay. prequels were coming out. And for each episode where they primarily will cover like an arc of the show, they'll kind of start off with a kind of top-down overview, very quick kind of synopsis of what the, the arc was about. And I think oh, it's... Yeah. And yeah, and I think it'll be a good way for kind of us to start off as well, just because I don't know how long it's been since you've rolled credits. Sure. Uh, I have a really bad time of even if I've played something two days ago and rolled credits, oh, there's still so many details. What was that thing? Like? Yeah, exactly. So for I thought me, it would be the, the the way people talk about this game, trying not to spoil stuff, where it's mm. just like, yeah, I went, I'm I'm at the Shattered Moon again. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're yep. there like 15 times. I don't know which yep. time we're talking. And then like the kid who wrote in on Game Zero, like. I, uh, uh, somebody with a hammer just slammed. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so I thought I would uh, start off with a, a quick uh, synopsis or uh, overview of what the plot is. Our adventure begins five years after Fallen Order, where Cal and BD1 are no longer running with the rest of the Mantis crew, but now are taking jobs from Saw Gerrera to fight against the Empire. During a job on Coruscant, Cal learns how much reach the Empire truly has and has to face off against the believed to be dead ninth sister of the Inquisitors. <gasps> uh, the job leaves Cal's rebel crew to be killed other than himself and the charming newbie himbo buff boy, 
Bodakuna. When Cal needs the Mantis repaired after the job, he visits Grease Drydus on Kobo. During his time on Kobo, Cal unearths relics from the era of the High Republic, including a Jedi who turns dark side named Dagon Gera, who is living proof that the rumored planet Tantalor is in fact real and could be a safe haven from the Empire. We then kick off the true plot of this game, which is the race to Tantalor. The competitors, Dagon versus Cal. And versus the Empire a little bit, even though they are very unaware that they are playing. Cal, BD, Grease, and Bode meet up with the rest of the old Mantis gang, Marin and uh, Seer, and uh, even assumed dead Jedi, Eno Cordova. Out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere. I was like, he's still alive? Moment. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. On Jeddah, uh, to get help on reaching Tantalor. Seer, Marin, and Cordova all see the planet as a possible new base for the Hidden Path, an underground group helping surviving Jedi slash Force users find protection from the Empire. In the middle of all of this, Cal's personal journey sees him being challenged on whether or not the teachings of the Jedi are what he truly needs during this era under Imperial rule. Using blasters that were frowned upon by his master, and even embracing attachments in the form of starting a romantic relationship with goth icon Marin. During all of this as well, Cal looks for keys that will help him get past the Kobo Abyss to Tantalor, bringing him to old High Republic ruins, a haunted moon, and an old Separatist battleship where he and Bode have to rescue Z, a droid from the High Republic era who served the Jedi Order. Their journey comes to a head when all three factions, Cal and his team, Dagon and the Bedlam Raiders, and the Empire, who are just kind of there and very clueless to the MacGuffin of this story, are all very close to finding the key to get them past the Kobo Abyss to Tantalor. Cal and Bode, a.k.a. Buff Solo, fight through repurposed battle droids and stormtroopers alike until they face Dagon one last time, resulting in a very trippy force battle that ends with Dagon's, get, uh, Dagon's death. The antagonist of the game is gone, but the vibes are immediately off. Cal has no more competition left to get to Tantalor, but Bode questions if they should really use it as a base for the hidden path. Fearing that the Empire will inevitably find it, he would much rather have the planet personally to keep his loved ones safe, like his daughter. That then uh, comes to a head when they return to the rest of the crew on Jeddah, and Bode reveals himself to be, uh, eventually, not right in this moment, uh, we'll learn that he is an ISB undercover agent and a former Jedi. You're not the only one who survived. Yeah, well, ah! yeah. Who runs away with the key to get to Tantalor after killing Cordova and tells the Empire of the Hidden Path's base on Jeddah. Cal runs after Bode but is knocked out after they fight and Bode gets away all while the base of the Hidden Path is bombarded by the Empire resulting in a terrifying and epic battle between Seer and Darth Vader which ah! results in the death of Seer. We then see Cal, Marin, and Grease go on a chase for Bode to try and retrieve the key to Tantalor before Bode uses it for his daughter and himself to never be seen nor heard from again. This leads them to a secret ISB base where Bode's daughter is living, and after Cal meets her and again fails to capture Bode, battles with the dark side of the Force in the form of using his slowed-down Force ability to strengthen himself even more. Marin is concerned for Cal, and he recognizes that it's not something he likes battling against. Uh, Bode and his daughter are long gone, and all hope for Tantalor is lost, but Centauri Kree, a High Republic Jedi scientist, had one more secret way of getting to Tantalor that the crew discovers and makes their way to the safe haven. There, Marin, uh, Mar uh, Marin and Cal battle Bode while trying not to kill him in an attempt to let Bode redeem himself for his daughter. 
Bode refuses to let up in fear for her safety, which pushes Cal to use the dark side again to fight back and eventually strike down another Jedi who lost their way. The story ends with the Mantis crew semi-adopting Bode's daughter, holding a funeral for the fallen Jedi, and looking towards an unsure path forward in hopes of still making Tantalor a home for those who want a free life from the Empire. Greg, I turn it to you now. I've just been talking a lot. Where do you want to start in breaking down Cal and Beatty's second big grand adventure? Where I honestly want to start is with Big Cav Dog. Ooh. You and I have beaten it. You and I were on the review. You and I gave. Oh, I gave it a. We both gave it five out of five, right? You gave it a five out of five. Did we ever have? Uh, I, 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 uh, on the games cast, I gave it a four out of five. Grade. Okay, okay. You stand, you standing by that? Are you coming yes. up to the five out of five with me now? Okay, uh, I'm saying at the four out of five. Fair, fair, fair. Kevin, what did you think? I want, I want a fresh take from hey, you. Barrett's crazy. This is a five That's out of five. Man. Sure. <laughs> That's what? my man. What, Dini? Um, <laughs> I, I, I love this game. I yeah. had such a good time. The exploration and the worlds that they put us in are incredible. And I just kept getting lost in trying to figure out different paths of where I can go and finding little goodies. And uh, it was just, it was so much fun. I think that, unfortunately, doing uh, running this spoiler cast made it so that I definitely felt like I need to finish you the game You had to go, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a bummer because, like, I want to say probably the last quarter, maybe a little less than that, maybe the last 20%, I was kind of just streamlining and, you know. But I had explored so much that I kind of already put myself in a good position where it's like one of the last things you have to do is climb this giant mountain, but I had already done it, so I could just fast travel to it and uh, keep the story going there. But Mm. I I had so much fun. I love this game. I love the new... Uh, stances that they yep. introduced. Mm, yeah, um, you're I, one of the few who uh, I heard you liked the the the, the big boy, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The heavy sword and the um, the gun blaster were my. Once I got them, I was like, I'm gonna fully commit. Mm. And uh, you get one one chance to restructure everything for free. Yeah, for free. And I at that point kind of had put it everywhere, but restructured it and just put it into those two nice and like i was i was having such a good time with the yeah the I, uh, lighter writes in and asks a two-parter i yeah I, I, where i'll start is his second part but mm. what, what his question is that i think is relevant for us right now is what's everyone's favorite fighting stance and for me i talked a little bit about it in the review but now that we're a little bit more you go into it i for a long time was maining double blade which i hate because i don't like the look of the double blade for cal for my cal it's just not what i want but it was I found giving me as I was easing back into combat, trying to get my sea legs again. It gave me the most, the best defense and yada yada. Um, but like I said, in that I eventually ran into, I could say it now, but it wasn't even like remarkable. It was I guess maybe it was the first fight with um, big old hentai man and his regrown arms, um, mm. where I was Ravis. like, Reyes thing. I was like, this is taking too. Long. I, I'm I'm not doing enough damage. I'm mm. struggling and I, I don't think I should be. So I reset it all just to single lightsaber. And once oh, I did that, I never looked back and I just kept I poured everything max that out and had that and I've never I never really used the other stances. Yeah, the the blaster stance I I liked and played with for a little bit. I liked the for the blaster and lightsaber combo. He kind of like makes it uses the lightsaber as like he's fencing a little yeah, bit, which yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed. I did not like the um uh, the the heavy stance whatsoever yeah. I like they kind of have you go through a very short tutorial with it of like hey get used to it 
but then once I was able to like kind of switch off to it, um, I, I, I think in the second half of the game is where I really found my footing of like what uh, stances I like, which was the dual wield and then the double blade as well. Gotcha. Because uh, double blade I, I, I like for crowd control and then dual sure. wield I thought was a good kind of mix of it, it. It felt good to play. It felt, like I said in my preview, very methodical. Um, and um, I think it just gave a, just enough power like over just like the single saber that I liked it a bit more than the, the single saber. But yeah, that's mainly what I, I ran with. I, I feel like it's a boring answer, but you know. Go ahead, cool, Well, I, I was just going to say that like uh, I think that my uh, the, the heavy lightsaber mixed with the, the gun like was like whenever I was with crowds, it did make the gameplay difficult because there is no good crowd control there, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I made it work. I at that point I had fully committed. I wasn't gonna re like move around everything, so I was just like, it's fine. I'll just power through, and eventually, like, I. But I do think if I had switched to uh, like one of the dual lightsabers or the you know the double sided lightsaber, that could have been easier. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but then it's that thing of like, you know, I feel like you grind for a while with one, you get really good, you get a flow with it. Yeah. So like last night, you know, uh, uh, leading into this, I'm like, after Redfall reviews out of the way, mm. it was like, oh, let's switch back over to Star Wars. And I was like, you know, it, it falls in an interesting place. This We're recording this on Wednesday. I was like, okay, cool. I only get one night with it, but but I really want to try to platinum it before Zelda. Mm -hmm. What do I really need to knock out? And you're like, bounty hunters. I would do the bounty hunters if I were you. Oh, yeah. We got to. Uh, we'll get we'll get into the spoiler part of that, yeah. but like just in general for what we're talking about with stances, it felt so good to go back like against those guys of like right, I am good at this game because mm. I kind of felt in the build up to some of those bosses like again on a time crunch of trying to get to review of going through Vader, going yeah. to Bode, like doing. I'm like oh, I'm getting my head kicked in at times, and it's mm. like granted it's 11:30, I'm exhausted, and I just want to get it done, but I'm worried about the review and yada yada. Yad. Like yeah. just last night getting up and going against like crowds and monsters and i'm like fuck you guys i'm yeah. awesome like, <laughs> especially yeah like once you roll credits and then you get like the really souped up uh slowdown ability yeah where yeah, everything yeah. turns red and cal like you don't even really get access to any of the stances he's just using the wailing, single blade and he's just wailing on people yeah, yeah. um guys, and sorry go ahead did you guys use that a fair amount oh once now i mean now, now that i've been doing post credit stuff yet 100 percent. there are definitely some boss fights that you need to do uh, to platinum it that it was just like there's a challenge room with like uh, you know there's like the legendary beast which is his own trophy but then there's a force tear where you have to do you have to fight three legendary beasts at once and that was the one that I texted you of like I don't know if I could get this uh, platinum because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a really tough uh, challenge room um, but yeah like I did that before I got that ability so I imagine like I had that ability that would have been easy and like fighting uh some of the the dark trooper yeah uh robot dudes like uh, definitely easy to take those ones. oh yeah those I want to hang in a hang, hang in a spot here Kev because you jumped in and said did you guys use that a lot I I know you just beat it last night right yep so have you not found yourself I mean, did you use it then or were you like oh this is something I won't use or really? well I mean I thought like my character probably wouldn't be leaning so hard into that but because I was in a time crunch I was like yeah, let's, for let's do it for myself to jump off of that. Um, I, I was using it a lot in the uh, race of the platinum, essentially, because yeah. I was just like, I didn't need to get through this. But I will say for the story beat at the end, I was trying not to use it against Bode whatsoever, because to me, Cal isn't 
proud that he's like letting this go and like letting this uh like uh wail on and then eventually you do there is a story moment where you have to use it again yep. and it says the embrace darkness. uh the darkness yeah. uh which is really tragic uh and uh, so yeah that's uh I try to in story moments not use it cuz I feel like it's Many people wrote in about this and so I'd like to get some of that going on all right uh we're going to jump to Cameron <laughs> Kennedy who wrote in and said how do y'all feel about the game hinting at Cal having some more darkness in him it was interesting seeing that come through more in the gameplay by the end, with Cal's dark side version of the slow ability not being temporary. But he doesn't seem to reflect on still learn. He he doesn't seem to reflect on still leaning into that, and there's zero downside in using it. Cal has a bit of an Aloy problem for me, where they're so laser focused on a goal that we don't get enough of their personality really coming through, unlike the characters surrounding them. But this feels like a hint that there's much more going on. Assuming these are all very de deliberate story choices. Where do you think they're going with the, the Cal as a character? Yeah, so it was, it was this primarily when I talked about in our review where Fallen Order I felt like was so, like almost too well written in case they didn't get greenlit for a sequel sure. where it, like it felt like a one singular story if we never got another story uh, with these characters, it still felt complete in a way. Yeah. And I talked about in our review of the ending of this game, I was like, I need the sequel as soon as possible right? because I, I do feel like that's purposely kind of left unfinished of his battle uh, with the dark side. Uh, granted, that like after you roll credits, the menus aren't red anymore, which I do think is a, a neat little touch when you, uh, like after like he first focus, uses yeah. it, like the all the menus are red in the background, which is like really really cool. And uh, one of the reasons I uh, I had a picture of my cow for the review, but it was a picture with the red background. I was like, ah, I, can't I can't show this. this. Uh, and so yeah, that that to me feels. Um, unfinished in his journey, but not so much so like the ending of uh, Horizon Forbidden West, right? Where there's like, yeah. hey, here's this super weird sci-fi stuff that we're going to introduce in the last third, and it's going to be the sequel. Whereas, like, I like that it feels unfinished here. It feels like the I'm going to do some comparisons to Empire, but not, like uh, take that like I'm not being like this is on the same level of Empire or anything. But it feels like at the end of Empire. It feels like even though, you know, like, it feels like a loss, right? And I, I feel like with Cal having this unfinished journey with the dark side, uh, especially with how the first game ends, uh, to me at least, him coming to terms with, like, dude, you're just a, you're a good person. You don't need to, like, put all of this pressure on yourself. Um, I like that it kind of feels like, damn, like, I don't, I don't know what what your uh, journey ahead lies for you, man. And I'm, I'm like, honestly scared for him a little bit at ah. this point. And well, he, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see where that goes, especially in like where he kind of reckoned or not reconciles, but like has to also struggle with other Jedi teachings, right? Oh, like, I want to get to that. Okay, so let me yeah, bring yeah. in this Danny Berg thing and then comment on both uh, Cameron and Danny. Danny writes in and says, so what's the deal with the embrace the darkness mechanic? They kind of just make a big deal out of it in the Imperial base, but then you kind of use it for the rest of the game with no consequences. Mm. There's even a line where Cal mentions uh, Seer says Jedi are always facing the dark side's influence, but there doesn't seem to be any consequence for ta Cal tapping in whenever he wants. I guess he could be reflecting on the end, but a lot of the story elements in this game, not just the darkness, sort of felt like they were uh, putting it in onto the inevitable sequel. Mm. Sorry, this seems negative, but I'm having a hard time finding positive things to say about the game's story. When we talked sure. about the game in the review on a top level thing, you know, one of the main things we got hung up on here that we got hung up on in the first one in a good way was customization. Mm. What my cow looks like, what my lightsaber is, all these different things. I think that all three of us kind of just talked about it. 
the embrace the darkness mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. And my thought was when I got it and the game ended that they would have taken it away. Oh, they didn't take it away. Okay, well, I can switch it out. Oh, I can't switch it out. It's just there. Yep. So every time I use it, I feel like I'm cheating. I mm. feel like I'm taking the easy way out. And I think that's all deliberate. Yep. And I think that'll be a big part of where we what could be Cal's story going forward or where we pick up with Cal of, mm -hmm. again, you know, you and I talked about this uh, early on when we were both still playing it. You know, not early on, I guess late, but before we finished it, of, you know, the conversation with Marin and being like, you know what? They didn't get it all right. The, mm. the Jedi's didn't get everything right. I, yeah. I, can, I can have love. I can have attachment. You can yeah. go into this, right? And I think as you start to battle with that, if you're going to give up some things, mm -hmm. are you going to give up on this other thing? You know, you're going to take the easy way, even though it is, <clears throat> you know, definitively the dark side. And I think the fact that we have to, you, we keep using it. It's there. It's like, well, it's there. I'm going to yeah. use it. I feel like it's such a thing Cal would be like, well, I that's just how it is now. It's how I've tapped and, it. And, and I think maybe uh, the, the where we go with Cal in the future might be finding further balance in all of that. I think uh, a lot of this game, um, not not entirely with uh, where he's at uh, with the Force and with the Jedi, but a lot of this game is kind of uh, Cal finding balance in the universe uh, living under Imperial rule, right? Uh, like, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit deeper, but I really like, at least on paper, I think there's definitely some failing with one of these characters. Uh, Dagangara and Bodakuna, I think, are both really great foils for Cal and his journey here. At the very beginning of the game, right, Cal's talking with Grease, he's like, yeah, we just learned how much reach the Empire has, and yeah, I've been working with Saw Gerrera, and I feel like I've accomplished nothing, and he's exhausted, uh, and he's trying to come to terms with, like, maybe this, like, what do I keep doing if I'm not going to be able to help topple this thing? Uh, and I love with Dagon, it's, he is a man too dedicated to the cause that he loses himself he sacrifices others that he is close to you see like a uh, force echo memories of him just straight up killing other jedi from the sure. high republic uh all for the this idea of the greater good or at least his vision of the greater good which is using tantalor as this uh future uh base to uh raise the next generation of uh jedi and then you have bodakuna i think uh, a man who is so willing to only fight for his loved ones, being able to uh, risk the idea of the greater good. And I think Cal's struggle, um, not fully related to the Force, uh, but just his place in all of this in the era of the Empire, is finding the balance there of fighting for the cause, but in a smaller community-based way, prioritizing protecting others rather than just constantly trying to fight against the Empire, while moving past the pure Jedi way and embracing attachments, um, <clears throat> battling and connecting with the dark side, and then possibly coming to terms with the Jedi, not getting everything right, and especially since uh, with both of these characters, Bode and Dagon, <clears throat> Cal maybe having to come with the terms that like the Jedi as an entity might not have been great because they were the cause of both of our antagonists of sure. the game and what led them down their dark paths. Uh, the Jedi falling during Revenge of the Sith is what led Bo to, you know, be this, like, weird undercover spy during the Clone Wars and then, like, gave him the tool set to kind of just exist and survive and uh, be low-key and then use that for the uh, ISB. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, Dagon with, like, the complacency that he had to deal with in the High Republic era and uh maybe cal having to 
to come to terms with that. I think that's a little bit more of the subtext of the game. Mm -hmm. I would I would have liked it to be a little bit more upfront, especially on the side of uh, Dagon. Um, but hopefully that is like more of a setup of other characters that Cal can meet in the in a future game and kind of coming more uh, to terms with. How do you find balance? We've seen it with other surviving Jedi, uh, Kanan Jars from uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, and and other characters of what does a what does a good person who used to be <clears throat> part of the Jedi Order how do they exist in this time? And and I, I really liked that stuff. And yeah, sorry, I went on a really long li uh, rant. And so that's yeah. why people show up. They want to yeah. know what they, <laughs> they want to know what you're thinking and stuff. And I think that's one of the ones to jump off of. Right, is the the Danimal '96 right sentences. How do you see Cal's story ending? <clears throat> I my. I can talk about where I think the next game picks up. I think the, get, the next game picks up with him a bit lost, right? Mm. And probably going more and more throughout the game to the dark side. Mm. And I think then Marin brings him back alongside uh, Bode's daughter, who I'm sure will be basically his adoptive daughter. Yeah. Be his adoptive daughter by the time we get there. Because, um, yeah, that's the kind of the, the last thing, like, Seer's last message to Cal at the very end of the game is, like, guide her through the darkness. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think she's force sensitive? You think that's where we're going with that too? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I, I, I think that was more of just like, hey, she's part of your community now, and she's going to be in a dark place, very similar to where you and Marin were as children, yeah. and that's something that they are trying to kind of uh, figure out as well on their way to Bo. They're like, yeah, we got to kill him, but like, you know, the people who protected us when we were kids also died, and then we were all also alone. Uh, yeah. That'd be an interesting way to to take it. Um, I think, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely, uh, a lot there for Cal, uh, uh more, uh, future foils for Cal and him struggling with, uh, the dark and light side we talked about, I think on a games daily post show, I think it would be really cool. Um, and I doubt that they'll actually do this, but someone asked of like, how would you bring back star killer into Canon? Oh I think my God. Star killer uh someone who kind of primarily starts Having on your the, mics open whatever you're doing there we can hear oh sorry about yeah that. uh star uh star uh, killer in the force unleashed games starts off as sam Whitwer, what up yeah uh primarily a, a like a dark side force user and then also has like the inverse of like struggling with the light side and then eventually uh turning into light side i think that would be a even if it's not Starkiller, but someone similar to that, I think would be like a really cool mirror for Cal in the in the future. What if you thought? What if it went the other way, right? Mm. I could see that being of like we open up Cal's again. You know, however many years have passed, he's gone more and more to the thing. We play as Cal. We're super mm. powerful. We make that choice. We do the thing. Whatever. You know, MacGuffin. Blah blah blah. We hurt Marin. We kill Marin. Whatever through our actions, and then we actually pick up at the. He's you know, doing the Anakin Skywalker thing. <laughs> uh, Kata, right? Like mm. she has to. She's is force sensitive. She escapes or stops him long enough to do whatever she does, and then the game picks up. You know, for the rest of it, probably the you know what I would say probably three fourths of it. Right? We pick up as her now, and it's her story, and we are learning the things that to just go. Bums stop me him. out yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. I don't want to see that for Cal. I love my. Is fucking... Star Wars a giant bummer though? You know what I mean? It it, it is, and that, that's another thing too of like what could be set up for the sequel is a uh, you know something that's introduced in this game and i forget where else it's talked about outside of the obi-wan kenobi show of the hidden path um which at least for me that was like my first big entry point of uh, this kind of uh uh underground group of people who are helping uh force sensitive uh uh people kind of find a, a new home hidden from the empire uh so i, I thought that was like a cool little tie-in um uh, to that and my question is like all right if tantalor is like the the base for the hidden path moving forward like 
what happens there in like a lore sense and a story sense. Cameron like, Kennedy writes in and says, the recently announced movie about Rey trying to rebuild the Jedi Order is set 15 years after Rise of the Skywalker, mm. putting it around 59 years after Survivor. This movie will release almost certainly years before a third Jedi game, and Cal would be in his 80s, so this doesn't feel like the sort of any sort of crossover point. It's always technically possible that during the events of all these movies and shows and everything we've seen in the time gap that Tantalor has had a thriving population. But let's be real. Tantalor was kind of fucked, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they going with this? By the nature of this being a prequel series, has this always been a story setting up Cal for failure? What is Reese Chabon trying to say? You know, it'd be like, uh, you know, it'd be a very interesting thing uh, to, to go with is like, what if... You know, they they succeed with getting everybody to Tantalor. You know, Grease opens up another bar there. Uh, my boy Turgle finds another shell up Turgle. there. Uh, all that stuff. And, you know, they do a little bit of like, hey, like we're we have some other Jedi here. We're training a little bit. And then once they feel safe enough to go out and explore and see what's up with the Empire, it's already been done. It's after the fall of the Empire. And they come out and they're like, oh shit, you and guys like, did this without I, and us? I want, and that's a very interesting thing and that's something that like other Jedi uh, have had to kind of struggle with in other shows uh, similar to like ah- Ahsoka and other kind of younger Jedi who were kind of in like very early developmental days kind of thrust into this war and being generals of like thousands of clone troopers and all this stuff and then coming to terms with like after this war of like, who are you now? Like, what does it actually mean to be a Jedi in a time of not complete peace, but not in a time of a complete all out war? And I, I wonder if that's another interesting aspect of, you know, cows gearing up to fight and they leave Tantalor. It's like Luke already killed the emperor. Darth Vader is uh, no longer here. The uh, remnants of the empire are being cleaned up. What does that mean for Cal, who is only really known um, kind of like a time of war and then a time of secrecy of like what like existing in that era of like the the New Republic and all that stuff? I think that could be something interesting. But, yeah, I don't know where they go that like I, I really hope it doesn't end in devastation where, you know, the Empire gets through and just blow it up or some shit. Um, but knowing that it doesn't really cross paths uh, in a major way in the original trilogy, uh, or we don't really hear about it, uh, at least in like um, the sequel trilogy or anything, it'll be interesting to see how they put it in like the weird jigsaw puzzle that is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's always such a weird one, right? Because the galaxy is so big that you could always give it plausible deniability that, yeah, these Jedi were operating in this little thing over here, right? Yep. And it wasn't a big deal. Or there's like a different uh, 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 entity that they have to then take care of, you know? Like uh, there's so much wild space that has been unexplored. And I know that's a, that's a, another wild different uh, concept. Wild space is essentially uh, where uh, Thrawn uh, came from he was not part of the galactic uh, republic uh, all the time he kind of like found his way uh, to the galactic republic uh, and i think it was the empire by that time i forget uh, the timeline's a little fuzzy on that end uh, but maybe there's a different entity that they have to like figure fight out and against. fight against and uh, that takes them away from the whole galactic republic new republic empire stuff so no We'll have to wait and see, everybody. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, in the review, I had mentioned this moment that I, I put. I was late to the meeting with Tim. I put down the controller. Many people have guessed it correctly after playing the game. But Lighter writes in and says, what was the big moment Greg was talking about in the review? Mm. The moment he said made him late to a meeting and was such a big and fun gameplay moment that he would remember it forever. Thanks for all you do. 
That was uh, Cal uh, with the help of Marin escaping from the big old drill, right? Yeah. Where you're, you're. Which, if you're in the live chat or if you're watching later, can you please leave a comment? I swear we've seen this big weird drill before, and I can't for the in love. another game or in Star Wars or in another Star Wars thing, oh, okay. and I can't for the life of me figure out what we've seen this in uh, yeah. before. Whether it's the Clone Wars show, maybe Bad Batch, I don't know. I, I was trying to search it. And I'm trying to, like, Star Wars mining drill. And I'm not getting anything. So please let me know because it looks familiar as hell. Yeah, for me, hold on. Clone Wars, those drills attack uh, Kamino. Oh. Okay. There you go. Thank you very much, Tyler, for being in the live chat and setting us straight on that. Um, yeah, for me, it was just the best, like, build up to it and then happen. You didn't know what's happening, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, Cal and Mar Marin are walking. They're trying, and she's like, you can't. You can't fly, can you? And he's like, not yet. Yeah. And I didn't even think, oh, oh, we'll be getting a cool dash. We'll do something like that. And then, you know, to build and then, you know, the kiss or whatever. And do you trust me? And then to be off to the races, this music, this drill, it's smashing. It's cutscenes into playing, into this new mechanic, into warping. And you're falling, but you're flying. And it was like mm. such a, like, this is fucking incredible. It and was it, such it, a, in, a perfect melding of everything that, that is this game. I talked about it in the, the review. It, there were moments that felt like, you know, part of the uncharted uh, kind of aspirations that they had yep. from the first game. Yep, 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 it was yep. a moment like this that it felt fully realized. hundred percent. Sure. And I think this sequence was better than anything on Uncharted. Like, I mean, mm. I've had a lot of great Uncharted moments, don't get me right. wrong, of the house falling and toppling and the Jeep and yada, yada, yada. I'm not, not saying Uncharted shit. I'm just saying this was like slack-jawed playing it. Yeah. And again, playing it, not just watching it. I think this could have just been a cut scene. It could have been a couple things, but it was like right. actually going through and doing it and having it catch me off guard. Like that's what I, you know, love about this series. And now that it's two games, right. Is the things that catch me off guard, right. Mm. At the end of fallen order, when Vader showed up, mm. I had long since been like, Oh, Vader's not going to, they're, they're doing, we their have own enough thing. inquisitors. They're doing thing. their own thing. They're not going to bring it back to something like, you know, Joe Schmo mainstream star Wars guy like me would know. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets your, and I was, it was like, this is the coolest shit ever, yep. right? And so even this time around where I was like, I wonder if we'll see Vader. I'm like, eh, it wouldn't make sense for this. Nest. And then like the fucking introduction of Vader in this for Seer, like, mm. oh my God, BD1, take this and get out of here. You know yep. what I mean? Go. You have to promise me you'll go. Uh, to, to bring it back to the uh, the Marin and Cal uh, yeah. smoochy smooch moment. Smooch smooch. Uh, yeah. How'd you feel about that? I'm very interested. I loved it. You know what mm. I mean? Like, again... As somebody who is a Star Wars outsider, somebody who, you know, just watches the films or whatever and the show here or there or whatever. And, like, you know, Poe was obsessed when we were growing up. Like, that, for what I am to comics and Superman, like he was for that. We'd have these things. I'm just like, but why can't they fuck? Like, that sounds stupid. That's a dumb rule. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, maybe they can fuck, but they just can't be attached. They can't have their attachment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. So it's like, you know, I find that so interesting about what they're doing with Cal, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know what, let's have this character who's existing outside of the traditional order mm -hmm. and we can have these different, uh, set them up in these different situations to actually play off of things we already know, but don't know. And then how would you feel if the order was dead? Everybody's gone. You're doing yep. this thing. You're, you know what I mean? Like even the, the hidden path, right. Isn't the same thing. And it's, it's like, I thought it was a great real thing. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't take offense to it, but I do rebuff the, Oh, he's like Aloy. I don't think he's mm -hmm. like Aloy at all. I think the first game is very much a shell shocked, young boy who's then cast into having to be a survivor not even though i don't say it as much yeah. as they do in this game but also I, cast I, to be world. like the leader of this next generation of jedi right yeah all that pressure you don't know what's going on anywhere right. else you don't know what else is having the force users 
Like, I think thought they did a good job of giving him that big, like, I'm thrust into this thing in Fallen Order, and, uh, fuck, I have to do this, and I have to, and I think that's why the journey to making your lightsaber and walking out of that cave and being like, I am a fucking Jedi was so powerful. And I think, again, it's why it's so powerful here of, mm. I've I've been, go you know, geez, grease, we've been doing this, and I feel like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. You know, the crew I was just running with was all murdered. Yep. I only got bowed as a friend. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Like, and I just met up, like, hours ago. <laughs> yeah. To, like, line up and have, okay, cool, I'm going to have this honest moment. And, like, as happy as I was to see Mirren again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think, again, going through in the way the game does the whole let's get the band back together thing, I thought was really well done, and mm -hmm. it was done in a way that, I was like, you know what? Not that I forgot, but I, you know, for like, since 2019, the Fallen Order, right? It's just you and me going greasy money, baby. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, greasy kind of forget it. why did I love? Oh, yeah, when they did that, that was great. Uh, when they, why did I love Grease? And like, why do I? And, you know, I remember Seer, but like, well, he's like, oh, you get back in the flow of this. Like, yeah, what's going on with these people? Yeah. So to see Mir and to be excited for her and to see her open up and the way her relationship has evolved with Grease, mm -hmm. like, I thought that was all really well done. And so yeah, I want him to find love. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I always got my parents used to always not make fun of me, but like you know, give me a hard time and still talk about it. I'm like, oh, when you had an action figure, you always wanted them to have a, a significant other. You always wanted them to be, you know, Superman had Wonder Woman, you yeah. know, you wanted a Janine figure for Ghostbusters. Like, it was like, yeah, like, I want to see people happy. So yeah. I like, I, I, the problem with this, especially if you're dealing with the trilogy, is mm. to set them up for happiness now means we will not be happy with that next game, I'm sure. Yeah, and it, it, there's an interesting little conversation that they have post-credits that, like, if you're just, like, traveling around, uh, you can just randomly talk to the early, right? group. Yeah. Uh, like soon after the credits roll, and yeah, Cal, we can't go back to what we were before. Yeah, right? like I don't, we, I don't, I don't want to go yeah. back to what we were before. And Marin also is like, yeah, I don't think I can do that either. Um, for me, I, I really liked it in the the moment, and I, I like seeing them together. I think, and there's going to be a, a similar uh, kind of story with a, a lot of the stuff in the second half of the game. I wish it was built up to a little bit more sure. uh, for that moment that left me, like, after the moment happens, and you go through the whole gameplay sequence, and then I have, like, a moment to breathe. I'm like, wait, I feel like I could have gotten more of Marin's side of building up to that kiss with Cal. We get a little bit of it where, like, they had to, you know, find shelter from the, the sandstorm, and... Uh, you know, they're they're uh, getting all cuddly and uh, she's kind of paying attention to him while he's having nightmares. Yeah, I was say she comforts him while but, it, but then, you know, you have that, but then you leave Marin for like five hours and then you come back and then that moment happens and it felt like a little bit of like, oh. I, I, Which I, I kind of like narratively, right? Mm. Because it is that idea of they see each other again then they're separated again and mm. she has time to wrestle with it off camera. Yeah. Like we don't get her side like you're saying. But it is that thing of like, fuck, I missed him. And, and like, I, I don't want to miss my shot. Yeah, and I, I like that uh, we do get to see and then this is like the weird thing where it's a video game you have to uh, especially like in a typical way of telling a story through a video game, you can really usually only do it through one character. But I like uh, in the aftermath of it, it's not like uh, after they kiss, like, oh, we figured it out. We're boyfriend, girlfriends. Uh, it's sure. something he has to wrestle with. And like, they don't have a conversation uh, about it until the night before uh, the Empire comes to take down the hidden path. And so I like that he has that like, yeah, I've been I've been thinking about this and having to internalize that. Um, which I did like. I, I liked that it wasn't just like an unspoken thing for the rest of the game. Yeah. I also liked that, you know, he, he it's a nice little callback to uh, A New Hope where uh, he asks for luck and for she luck. knows, no, she goes, no, for, for me, me. Yeah. Uh, especially in that moment where it's like, we're about to do some crazy shit. Who knows if we're going to make it out alive here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I enjoyed yeah. too, like, you know, uh, getting then from Bode, like, you know, him giving her, giving Cal shit about it, right? Of like, she likes you, you know, like, oh, she's not just here because X, Y, and Z, like, you know, yeah. being your bro about it or whatever. And it's really messed up 
There's the Bodakuna uh, Force Echoes that you can collect after credits. So as many, well. so many. I have not found all of them, which yeah. is uh, I'm I'm starting to wonder if uh, where those last few are. But uh, there's one that you find where he puts together of like they've got I got some, that last night. They've yeah. got that f- some romantic feelings. Maybe I can exploit that. Yeah, which he's, is like, like, he's something like I'm so stupid. Like love. That's what I'll, I'll use. Yeah, or whatever. God. Yeah. <sighs> He had to do it for his daughter. Uh, I also y'all fucking love Joel so much. You must love Bode. Yeah, uh, and what was the other thing? Um, Right before the big kiss moment, I I love especially because Cal is always trying to save everybody. Yeah, um, where the hidden path member is crushed, and then he tries to use the force to lift him up, and Marin's like, "Cal, he's gone." Get out of here. Like, we got to protect what we can right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a couple moments like that. Like, the Sierra also tells Cal, like, hey, this has already happened. It's like, can't, can't fix it already. Um, yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier when we were going in there, uh, you liked uh, Doc. I always want to say Dagan, of course, because I, I only know one other person who spells her name like this is Colin's brother Dagan. <laughs> but what is it? What, how we, Doggin Gary. Doggin, Doggin, Doggin. I think. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, uh, but you mentioned you know you liked uh, both him and Boda obviously uh, being the antagonist and stuff like that. Uh, Parks writes in, of course, just like you could have and still can for other shows. Kindoffunny.com slash gamescast and says, at what point during the gameplay did you realize uh, Dagen uh, Gera wasn't the final boss? I had beaten him, was back on the archive on Jetta, and had this pit in my stomach. Something was about to go horribly wrong. Immediately. That's why I wrote in my, my recap of, like, Dagon's gone, but the vibes are immediately off. Right. And because of that boss fight, I had texted you right when I got to it, because at that point you were a little bit ahead of me, and I was like, my theory is that because Dagon uh, is using weird force-like stuff to kind of warp what people are seeing, my theory was that... He actually had us kill Bode, and he was disguising himself as Bode to get to still get to Tantalor. Yeah, because he and then I recognized. Almost totally blew it for you because I was like, yeah. yeah, I thought about that too. Uh, I'm right. I'm on Bode's tail right now, like t- thinking like you were like further than you were. So, yeah, we're about to fight him. Like, ooh, okay, sorry, yeah. oops. Um, and so yeah, I I knew that like okay, the the story isn't over here because this feels like uh we're tooth that like even with him dead, I was like there's still so much story left that needs to be told here. Well, that was my thing, right? Where it's like, you know, when did you know? Like, I knew once we we murdered him, of course, but it was like the idea that I, I, I've i talked about it on Greg Way of, you know, I, when I thought I had a game-breaking bug, but it turned out it wasn't, but I was frustrated. It was right outside the fight with him. And it was like, okay, you know, you're trying to get up here and, and you know, mm-hmm. it bodes like, all right, we're gonna get up there and that's gonna be fucking, we gotta go. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. But I remember on the build-up to it, it said, like, get up there and confront Doggin. And I was like, I already confronted him once. This is lame that they're gonna have me do it again. Twice at that point. Sure, and that, and that was good the point. and that was the interesting thing too, where it, it felt like I wasn't near the end of the game. And it de- definitely felt like they were pacing Dagon out the same way that they paced out the second sister. Yeah. Uh, in the first game, where it's like you fight her, you fight them essentially at the very beginning of the game. You fight them a second time and they're a little bit more beefed up, and then you fight it like you fight him a second time to show how much you've grown as a player yep. and Cal's abilities, and then you fight him a third time to fully take him out. Uh, and I was like, when we got to that third fight, I was like, we're here already? When it popped off, I was like, all right, cool. Like, something's going to stop me. Something's going to happen. And blah, blah. Yeah. So like, when you fucking kill him, I was like, what the? And I like, I, I was very cognizant of how much story I had left. This was in the run-up to review and the embargo, so I was checking trophies, and I knew that I had you know, three hidden ones still or whatever it was for, and one of them was like, complete the game. So like, I killed him. I'm like, well, this can't be it. And you went back and you talk about vibes being off. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Like, they're all doing the victory lap shit. And I'm like, I, like, to the credit, like, I didn't know 
what was going on. Nate says, did y'all see the Bode reveal coming? I thought something was definitely fishy with him, but I didn't anticipate the betrayal, much less the force sensitivity. Right after you kill Dagon, and he's like, do you really want to use Tanelor for the hidden path, dude? Like, come on, bro. And then he's like, I'm going to stay behind. You go ahead. I'm immediately like, again, in that moment, I think he's Dagon uh, pretending to be Bode, but still, I was like, Fucking Christ, man. This is going to be rough. Yeah, I, I um, knew something was wrong, obviously, when we killed him, and I knew there was more game, but I got back there, and we were all being... It was way too happy an ending, and I was like, uh-oh. And I didn't see Dog and Happen, and then what I really didn't see was a Force Sensitivity, where it was that yep. you started fighting him, and you're... Well, first off, what... I don't... We haven't talked about it because of spoilers, but, like, another incredible mix Sequence. of cinematic gameplay, where yeah. it was, like, I had... You're getting on the speeder. Earlier, I had started. I I forget what happened. I was like exploring, looking for shit, and I found the speeders over there. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And I sh- I'm like, oh, "I can't get on them, whatever." So that you go, and then it's like the fucking fight, and you're running, you're doing, you're seeing. And I was like, "This is incredibly awesome." But eventually, when you got to where you caught up to him, and he's on the jetpack, and you're brawling in the air with him, I'm like, "This is cool," but like, why don't I, I, I just feel like force I rip his face up. off or yeah. whatever? Yeah, it's like when it lands and he goes, goo, and he's like, and you're like, I'm not, yeah. you're not the only one who survived. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. awesome. Because it was like, moment. okay, sure, Bode's a bad guy. I can see that, but I didn't see that part coming of being a, a Sith. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, it, is he technically a Sith? He's a bad Jedi, but he, he no, had the red like, saber, but he wasn't like all like, yeah, fucking. he's a Jedi who's also, you know, does that um, make you a Sith or do you have to like swear to the Sith? Yeah, you gotta. If the Sith are like you got to like come through us if you want sure, to like okay. really be a Sith. Uh, it seems like he's more of a dark Jedi type of vibe, and he's just he's just someone who's trying to exist because he's not even really loyal to the uh, anybody uh, ISB yeah. or Vader or anybody. He's really just trying to look out for number one. Um, and so I, I feel like he's just at this point he's not even Jedi or Sith. He's just like at this point a Force user, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, I, I did really enjoy because, it, it, again, it kind of it called back to uh, a little bit of Malakos from the first game who landed on Dothamir and kind of was like one of the big bads, but not the big, big bad, but was, I think, a better foil for uh, for Cal in many ways of like it just happened to be on the planet they landed on that kind of uh, led them down the path that they, they, they did during the time of the Empire. There's a conversation um, going on over here. Mm, mm. Cameron Kennedy says the Red Saber, he, he was Dagens, you think? Is that right? I thought that was... Oh, oh. sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. So he, oh, he, he did yank it off him at one point, didn't so he? So when he tells Cal, go on ahead, he's taking Dagens' lightsaber. Uh, it, that's one of the Force Echo locations. You go back there, and he's like, I'm taking this thing. So that's, yeah, that's that Dagens' That makes more sense, because I was like, oh, he bled his saber and yeah. did all this stuff, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Interesting. So... I appreciate that. So... Were you? You said you liked uh, Dagon as an antagonist, and we like Boat as an antagonist. On paper, that's my thing. Where it's like, I when I beat Dagon, and it was done there, and I was in Revis before that. It was like, oh, this is weird. And it was that like, where are we going now? What are we yeah. doing? I, I I think yeah, I think where the game fails, and uh, this is kind of the structuring of the first half of the game, which is why I think, like, I would also rate Fallen Order a four out of five great, but for different reasons. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, you have the Dagon fighting him three times, very similar to the second sister. You barely see the second sister throughout the first game, but when they bring her in, it's always for a big story beat. You know, like her uh, finding Cal on uh, Bracca. And then the second time, it's her revealing that she's Sears' uh, former yeah, Adelon. Yeah. And then the third time, it's to get the uh, holocron. But then also her kind of realizing how 
far down she's fallen down this darkness and is telling Seer and uh, Cal, avenge us, right? And that's like her big, like kind of, not full redemption, but just like an acknowledgement of how much she's lost herself. Whereas I don't think we get that powerful kind of thing with Dagon, uh, especially in like the second time that we, uh, second and third time that we see him really. I think it's a powerful first time that we meet him, sure. him coming out. It, like it's been hundreds of years technically it's been probably yeah, moments man. for him yeah. right or he's you, <laughs> yeah he he just feels what has happened to him yeah um and immediately bleeds his lightsaber uh which uh awesome. in the in the moment first time playing i was like this is weird but then when you kind of see his full story where you're going to the high republic ruins and seeing like how much he's lashing out against the the jedi order i was like yeah, okay yeah, like yeah. in full context that makes a little bit more sense um and so, yeah, I just I don't think they do a, a strong enough uh, thing for him in his second and third encounter to really make it like meaningful. Like he was even just cool. Mal yeah, he was cool. And even Malakos in the first game, right? You technically only meet three times, but two of them are just like really short, quick encounters. And then the third time is when you fight Malakos and he reveals like I'm a fucking sick ass Jedi and right, we're gonna yeah, fight yeah. and all this stuff. But they felt significant enough to. Uh, kind of reflect on Cal of where he's at. And they uh, they kind of do a little bit of like telling us that like Cal sees himself in Dagon, but I just don't think they fully sold that in any like substantial way, which was a little bit disappointing for me. And I wanted to leave this game being like, all right, I'm fully sold on the High Republic stuff. I got to start reading these books and these comics. And I just, I didn't, you know, yeah, it was yeah. like a cool, again, on paper. And I think there's some ways that they succeeded with, you know, uh, having Dagon reflect where Cal is at of being an extreme, you know, being fully for this cause, no matter what kind of thing, and Cal having to reflect that on himself. But in terms of uh, Dagon as a character in and of himself, I, I feel like it was a lot of shortcomings there. Yeah, it was, I thought he was one note. You know what I mean? Even going back and listening to the echoes and seeing what was I'm like, okay, I get it. But it was like, but then the fact that he's not even really the, I guess he is, but he isn't the big bad guy, right? Like, I don't yeah. feel like he's he's just in our way more than anything, right? Exactly. And I think, you know, one of the questions we have here is from Nate, which is favorite boss battle. Like, Dagon's isn't, but it's, it, he is, like, when, when he His fucking throws you on the roof and then he turns oh. around, or the ceiling, and then comes yeah. up on the ceiling, I was like, this, it was another moment where, like, this is and awesome. And then, he, yeah, he, like, he makes, like, two copies of himself and, like, um, I think even before that, right, he like uses the force to kind of hide Bode from us. But then when you stagger him, Bode kind of like gets through the force, which yeah. might be a little bit of a clue in of like, how is Bode able to like get through Dagon's force powers there and like shoots him a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved that sequence. It was so like, at, at least like gameplay and visual, uh, it, it was just like really, really epic and cool. Her favorite fight though, what would you give it? <sighs> That's a tough one. I would. Vader is up there because I think I think Vader is definitely by far the hardest uh, boss in the game. Agreed. Um, but I, I I do really like the final encounter. The I like Bode, that yeah. that Bode final yeah, encounter with uh, with Cal and and Marin, um, just because it it all feels like it's it's really coming to a head of these two Jedi who have like have kind of lost themselves uh, a bit and have ended up on different trajectories because of that. Um, but yeah, that Vader sequence we got to talk about it. It's so tragic and sad man sure, sure. um I, I, I know some people in the comments or in the live chat were saying like oh vader feels this kind of vader just pops in and out um but that's just kind of his thing you know like he's you know if he gets a call of like hey there's this uh underground group of people trying to help out jedi and then if you're vader of like well i 
lost another Inquisitor like a day ago. Um, and if like <laughs> if there's potentially multiple Jedi here, I should probably be the one overseeing this operation rather than one of my Inquisitors who keeps fucking dying. Right? See, I like I and I appreciate too that he's not after Cal. Like that's not the objective. His yeah. objective is to get there destroy the archives destroy all this jedi stuff they have and then oh since Se and then Seer's bounce. there, yeah, yeah. well and it, like it. because he kills seer he's in his head he's probably like yeah that's probably it and well then I, that and that was one of the things i was trying to talk to you know my favorite thing about a video game i love or moments i love is waking up the next day or at dinner the next day trying to explain it all to jen yeah and i'm like you gotta understand like the fight itself's cool it was super awesome to play as somebody i didn't see us playing as seer at least not that i know way, yeah. right so i was like that was rad. That was cool. Or, you know, you're using the powers in these giant mobs early on. But then the build up to get it, send BD away. Well, I've been waiting for this moment and to get in that fight. And then you know she. It's like it's what I, I talk about, with like WrestleMania and Cody or uh, uh, the Elimination Chamber and mm. Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Where I'm like, I know Sami won't win this. I know Seer yeah. won't beat Vader. That just yeah. we know time is broken. She fucks him up though. And that was my thing, right? Of like when he finally just by the skin of his teeth, right, stabs her. And she's like sitting there about dying and like trying to, and he stumbles away grabbing the and he's wall. Doing the, <gasps> and I, was and I like, like that, like through awesome. throughout the fight, right? Like I think in his like third phase, that's when he does like the deep breathing from his voice uh, modulator thing. And I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I, halfway through, I was like, I feel like he should start like doing the really like concerned Vader breathing. And I was like, I wonder, like, are they going to do that? And then like the next moment, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, they're doing it. Uh, yeah, like the and, like he's fucking crushed under the fire, and he comes yeah, up and his he, capes on yeah, fire. Yeah, she thinks that like up. maybe it's done in that moment, yeah. but has an inkling that it's probably not. And yeah, it's that moment really. Uh, uh, if we're talking about heavy moments, that brought a, a, a tear to my eye. Being sad boy Barrett, right? Um, it was yeah, Seer kind of having to if i can stop you oh yeah the bustello master writes in mm. to kind of funny.com slash gamescast just like you can it says i find myself tearing up playing games more and more as i get older watching seer come face to face with vader and hearing seer's theme blended to get her with vader's theme while knowing full well that this likely wouldn't be an encounter she survived was just one of several moments that did this to me this time around so my question for you guys is did you tear up at all and if so when and how often <laughs> do you guys end up crying during your games for me it feels constant so this got you this moment got me of cal finding seer because again like the way that they kind of edit it and like make it the way the sequence plays out right is yeah sierra gets stabbed and she's kind of like stumbling backwards and then vader's like yeah i got you and is also like kind of stumbling away which i love and then she falls um with the burning building, the burning archive around her, and she calls out to Cal, and then she calls out to Trilla. Um, at the time where, as she falls, Cal like catches her, and in that moment, you're like, "That's weird." I feel like he would have seen Vader walk away. I feel like he should probably be prioritizing like fucking up yeah, Vader. Yeah, yeah. And then the kind of realization of very quickly the fire around her uh, turns to ash. And like the realization of like he was he did not show up there as Vader was walking away. This is much later, and he's feeling it through a force echo. Um, and he see he sees the moment of her being alone, calling out to her two Padawans, uh, was fucking heartbreaking. And uh, I, I'm blanking on Cameron Moynihan, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to make sure I didn't get that incorrect. His performance of holding her and just crying and losing another Jedi master was just absolutely heartbreaking. I, I, it was, it was hard to watch both times. Uh, but I, I absolutely love that moment. That was like, 
that sequence is the the highlight for me for sure. I didn't tear up during this, which you know I cry all the time for a million different reasons and a million yeah. different things. Yeah. And, it, and it's not because I wasn't emotionally invested in the game. It was the fact that I feel, and I I, I said this in the with the you know uh, mirror moment and everything else. But in general, I feel like this is what it must be to be Tim watching Fast and the Furious, where I was just so in, but I was mm -hmm. in grinning even when it was bad stuff. Of, yeah. like, it's supposed to come off the high of that fight. Yeah. Like the, the level of action and cinematography they did there. Yes, I was like, oh man, she's dead. That's sad. But look at fucking Vader high by the way. Uh, and then it was, oh, he's there, but it's like, like oh, it's yeah. sad, but it's cool. I, like, I'm just so I wasn't dialed in into these characters to the point of yeah. like, I'm feeling their feelings. I'm so emotionally invested in Cal as a character that like, Love it, him, dude. It, yeah, it, it really hurt me to see him struggling with another uh, dead master. So that was just like a, God damn, I just want, just want my boy to be happy, please. What hurts me is when people don't make me happy by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You could be watching the show live just like Felipe is Matthews and Cameron are. You could be talking to other best friends. You could be pulling the show like they have been. You could be doing all that stuff. But if you wanted to get it later, of course, you could get ad free. You could get dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive episodes. You get exclusive merch. It's all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But most importantly for right now, you could get all our shows ad free. But since you're not there, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as the Honey Guide dances it searches for coupons it can find for the site, and if it finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to set, forget, and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it also works on your iPhone. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you. You out there, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. But by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash kinda funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We would be remiss not to talk about this. Asian Jared writes in to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast and says, thoughts on Rick the door technician and his brave <laughs> sacrifice for the empire. What a great moment, man. I, I love that in our embargoed uh, uh, things. Like, that don't we, talk about Rick the door technician. They, they <laughs> specifically know, do not mention Rick the door technician. And I don't know if this is a callback to anything or just like another. If, for, if it was just a silly goof that they're just like, this would be funny, right? Where I think he's like, a, I'm yeah. the only one left in this base. It's time to take I'll you out. You. <laughs> and he gets the full boss health bar and you take him out just like a regular enemy. And it's... It was a good, it was a very good it was chuckle, a good especially after a very intense fight where you enter that base and you're fighting off against all the, the big uh, dark trooper robot dudes. Yeah. And like there's waves of like the rocket enemies and the Gatling gun enemies. Uh, it was just like a nice little like, yeah, that was fun. That was nice. Yeah. One of the things like I thought when that happened, it got the audible laugh out of me. I enjoyed the, the joke and the gimmick. And I think for me stepping back even further as you know us being critics of these games and you know talking about them on such a different level i think honestly that was really like a great sign of like man respawn got to make the game they wanted to make yeah they're having fun with it this, fallen order this you know around. you got there's so much pressure of we're respawn we're not known for single player open world games we're trying all this different stuff we need to make First sure i'm working with lucasfilm we need to prove we can do a star wars game yeah. and they fucking proved it and so this time it was like Let's go bigger, let's go bad, and let's have some fun with it and put mm -hmm. that kind of stuff in. And that, that was something uh, I was going back and forth with. Uh, shout out to uh, the devs who were very attentive to uh, my platinum journey, uh, nice. thinking that some things were bugs, maybe they weren't. Uh, and then there's a, I, I, I'm blanking on the name, but there was a dev who vaguely tweeted out like po a possible solution to a very obscure um, uh, collectible that everybody was struggling to get. And it was, was the reason that no one had the platinum uh, until Nano got it. Um, and so after like we went through all that and I was like, oh, I got this collectible, uh, one of the devs responded of like, yeah, we got, it was our second go around, like we got weird with it. And I, I just, I really love that, not in just, you know, the story moments of Rick the Technician, but then also the, yeah, like the finding the, collectible that you have to get out of a specific neko poop you know yeah, and to yeah, get yeah, them yeah. In, in the stable uh there's the very weird like having to put together through environmental storytelling of like oh there's more jedi uh temples that you can go to to uh, figure out these puzzles and then oh there's these seven screens and at the beginning of the re uh, game they're all red but then when you go back to that in a story moment later you're like wait some of them are green and then you're like wait, I don't have all the Jedi temples yet? What's going on here? And then you can look on the screens of like, oh, that's a vague area of where this Jedi temple is. And then you find the seventh one, like uh, uh, this, the spoiler cast, so I'm not uh, too yeah. worried about talking about it. But I like the night I found this final seventh uh, Jedi temple, I was texting you of like, I think I know where this screen is uh, telling me to go. And then it was like the moment clicked of like, oh, the screen is showing me the, the High Republic ruins when you kind of first uh, use the orbs to um, uh, you beams to like get away of like the abyss matter or whatever it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And then you use the the birds to kind of like go up these gusts of yep. wind. Yeah, the uh, and that's where you find one of the, the weird um, uh, Kobo abyss like wayfinder things and you get the memories of Dagon killing other Jedi. Um, 
there's a one of the cube elevators that you'd usually find to go down into a Jedi temple is there, but it's all like messed up and broken. And there's like, if you go to that cube, there is a force tear there. And I thought that was it. And then going back later, I was like, this is the area for sure. And if that's the thing that takes me down to the temple, but it's broken, there's got to be something under there. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, and it's not shown on the map because they're trying to be like very like secretive yeah, about it of like, oh, there's a cliff near there. Oh my God. And I get down to the cliff. It's like, oh, but there's like the weird Kobo abyss matter that's like, uh, you know, blocking me from this door. How do I get, oh, there's the beams outside and like using that to like open up the store. It's like, holy crap. That's awesome. the, the amount of just like weird environmental things that they did in this game was sick as hell. And again, like uh, to take it back to what I think Kevin is talking about of why this is a five out of five amazing for him of just the pure exploration and all oh, that course. stuff is a five out of so five. Much like, fucking fun yeah, to go it's fantastic. So sorry, I just went on a big no, rant there. I, I, I like, want to, it's going to get into a question, but yeah, I mean, to double back down to that, like again, like, you know, early on when it was like, you know, the first hours of that game where mm. it was, I, I was playing, and I was like, man, I forgot how much of a Greg ass game this is. It yeah. just climbing up the wall uncharted style, getting over there. Wait, what's that over there? You run over mm. there, you find a cool secret, you find a cool like costume piece, whatever. Uh, I think this is probably what it's going to be. But Darren writes in to kind of funny.com slash gamescast, just like you can. It says long time listener, first time writing in congrats on getting the platinum Barrett. Were there any trophies that gave you a hard time? I would love to hear any tips as I am halfway towards getting it myself. Uh, yes, there's a, a, and I, uh, related it to the Arkham City Riddler trophies, sure. uh, which is, there's a bunch of, there's a few different shops that you can collect currency for. Thankfully, you don't have to buy all of the items from all of the shops, but, uh, Doma, who's the, the, the kind of the lady kind of running the town over on Kobo, you have to buy everything from her shop, meaning you have to find every piece of priorite. And there are definitely some, uh, some priorite that are hard to find. Like I mentioned, there's. You have to get a Neko from a very specific area of the map on Kobo to then take it to the stable and have it uh, parked in a specific stable. And then eventually, after a couple of minutes, it'll poop. And then you can interact with that poop to then collect a piece of Priorite. And it's just like that very... And again, they got weird. They had fun with it. But it's just like a... That's not a fun trophy, you sure. know. Um, but I, I did it, and the, the weird roundabout. I was gonna say you have a workaround because over here, uh, Cameron Kennedy says, "Man, this shop trophy is why I might not platinum." So tell them the fix. Yeah. So the way that I decided to do it, and there's a couple. Of, this is multifaceted here, right? There's a couple of uh, cool BD one upgrades that you can get by exploring the the thing that I talked about in our review. That weird dungeon I've, I found having to fight three mini-bosses all at once, but then it was different for you. At the end of that, BD1 gets an upgrade for showing, um, uh, like, I think, like, chests and all of that, like, on the map, so you know chest locations. There are similar upgrades for other things uh, that you can also acquire for BD1. I think there is a upgrade that you can find on Jetta um, that gives you the location of all um, collectibles, so uh, Priorite, uh, other consumables that you can collect to purchase at shops. I think that's where that is. Um, or actually, maybe that might be the one where you have to do all seven Jedi temples, and then it, there's a couple of them. Anyway, at the end of my first playthrough, I have a, a few dope BD-1 upgrades that show me the locations where all the priorite is, and then naturally, because I'd beaten the game, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to go out of my way to collect all of this priorite. But I decided to roll the dice, and I was like, I don't know how much is going to carry on in new, in new journey plus right right we'll see does do the collectibles reset all of this stuff did new journey plus 
and pretty much everything carries over to New Journey Plus. Uh, some force abilities that you get through story beats aren't uh, fully uh, uh, progressed through. Sure, like sure, you have sure. to like re-earn the like it's the air dash and then the force like uh, raise and then uh, yeah, the door force stuff. lift and yeah, slam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to like regain through the story stuff, but everything else carries over. So the reason it took me 60 hours to platinum it and not like a more normal time, like Nano, I imagine was closer to 40, was because I did New Journey Plus, played through the story again, so I could like naturally go through and see on my map, oh, there's Priorite in this story section. I'm gonna go uh, pick that up. Um, and so, yeah, that was like my little workaround, at least of like, motivating myself to go out and collect the the uh, priorite rather than like oh i gotta go out of my way and go that's smart uh, around here that's a really smart way I, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna save that a little bit and see yeah what happens and if it gets yep. down to like oh you need 10 or whatever and then yeah. probably roll the dice go out and do things and shout out to the new journey plus uh stuff because you know uh, a lot of uh new game plus things will make uh naturally uh enemies like harder later on uh, that's all customizable for you. There's uh, 10 it. perk slots, I think, in total that you can have as Cal. And the thing that they do with New Journey Plus is that the uh, kind of different things that you can do are perks. So there's one okay. that, like, uh, kind of um, every time you die, you uh, have, like, a different loadout of, like, uh, customization for Cal, which I think is goofy. Uh, another perk is... Uh, a remix of enemy encounters, which I think also like makes the replay harder. Okay. And then there's a third one. I forget quite what it, it's like. Uh, um, enemies give more damage, and uh, I think you give a little bit more damage as well. Um, but then you can un uh, perk those, so you can just do like a full other playthrough, souped up Cal, but then have it kind of be a more like That's normal. Awesome. So it's like. Yeah, there's a lot of variability there in how you want to re-experience the story. And because I was using that New Journey Plus to kind of, like, get collectibles and just kind of re-experience the story, I just, like, unperked those and went through other stuff. So We're getting along on the tooth, Barrett. We are. I'm sure there, we've covered most of it. Yeah. But the one thing we haven't talked about is the bounty hunters. Like, Because you, when you were, like, I was like, is there anything I need to do that would mm. help for the thing? And you're like, do the bounty hunters. Uh, make sure you get all the bounties done. And when you said that, I was like, well, it's got to be the man then. It's got to be Boba Fett. Boba Fett! And so, like, it did, a, and when it got to the end, where, of course, you do all the bounty hunters and then you go to turn in the last one, and what's her name? I already forgot her name. Cage. Cage is gone. Yep. But me, come meet me where we met the first time. And I was like, okay. And we got there and we just go to fight. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of lame. I kind of tricked myself. Oh, it's not going to happen. And then to have the Fett men walk in, even as me, somebody who's not a Boba Fett, like, uh, you know, I was like, super fan. That's cool. Yeah. This is cool. This yeah. Is cool. Uh, a, a quick warning on the new Journey Plus, because this is sim uh, related to the Bounty Hunter stuff. Uh, I had a weird glitch where uh, in my first playthrough. A glitch in this game? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, every time you go take out a bounty, you go check in with Cage and she'll give you the kind of general location of the next bounty. So I got like five bounties in on my uh, first playthrough. And then I started New Journey Plus. Um, and instead of when I meet Cage and I pick back up that uh, Bounty Hunter stuff in New Journey Plus, instead of it starting me off on the last bounty I was on, yeah. she skipped ahead to the next one. And uh, so eventually uh, it got to the point where I went back to her and she just wouldn't give me any more bounties anymore because yeah, it yeah, like yeah. the game was like, 
you've already done this one, but you technically haven't yet. Uh, so uh, that was a, a weird thing I had to go back to on my first playthrough okay. to like wrap up that trophy. So just be a little bit careful uh, with that in the coming uh, weeks and months when they're uh, patching up this game. Uh, but yeah, that was such a cool moment of just like, because the bounty hunter stuff just felt like a, you know, Something to do. The first game again, where it's yeah. like you're just randomly like running into these uh, bounty hunters. I like that they give you more like, hey, they're probably around this area. They're around this area, uh, which felt really cool uh, to go out and do. I love the two sequences where the like they kind of repurpose uh, areas of the map. I got there. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I can't get any closer to it. Like on a thing. I thought. And then I looked I, at the regular map. And I'm like, wait, no, there's well, there's warp points there. And I yeah. went back to my warp. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it or whatever. And I got there. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had that like. Oh God, the game's glitching again. Where I'm like, I can't warp to this area, but then it kind of turns into like, hey, we're repurposing this area of the map into its own like little mini dungeon. You have to go out and like have this kind of big moment fighting uh, against like a huge group of bounty hunters, which I thought was Real really cool, cool. Uh, in the two instances that you do it. And then yeah, to have it all end with uh, with Boba Fett. Uh, coming in, which I thought was a little bit weird, where he's like, "I'm not here for the Jedi, who also has a bounty. I'm here for you." He doesn't have that puck. He doesn't know. Yeah, he yeah, I guess. he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the puck. And I, I I like that they tease that a little bit with Cage, where they're like, some of the bounty hunters are talking shit of like, yeah, she thinks she can just go off on her own, like all this stuff. I'm like, mm, there's something up with Cage there. So yeah, yeah. I just wanted to shout out uh, my boy Boba Fett. Um, to wrap it up, do you have any any last things that you want to shout what out? What a fucking game! You know what yep. I mean? It's one of those we have to move on so quickly sometimes. And so for me, you know, we I played it, reviewed it, and then was right on to Redfall, pretty much right. Mm -hmm. And something in between there too, but it was like turning it on last night and jumping back into it and going like like to really begin my platinum race now until hopefully before Zelda gets here. Uh just playing last night and like again like I can't get over the little things of just how cool it looks every time you turn on that lightsaber. I'm like this is so yeah, cool. and to be running with the lightsaber I'm like that looks so cool and to be fucking people up. It's just like this is so good. Like, I'm I've been surprised since last night was my first like really you know since the credits rolled really first right. time. I mean. The amount of conversation, the amount oh, yeah. of like landing on places, and you know, Bode's daughter's like, I don't want to come back here. I'm like, I understand. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. The Marin things, this, you're talking to other people. I'm like, damn, this is really cool. That, like, and not to mention all the Bode echoes that are giving mm -hmm. you glimpses into what he was doing. I'm like, yep. this is so well done that the story and world still feel like they're going and expanding and exploring as I play. Yeah, I, I like the building out of uh, Kata kind of slowly becoming a member of the crew, talking to Grease, joking around with, like, yeah. when can I fly the Mantis? Yeah, and like, like, uh, I'll teach you dinners. later, but not soon. What do yeah. you just say to one? I don't mind him doing it. But and, I, and I love, yeah, you've got, like, uh, Marin and Cal being the, the weird kind of adoptive parents, and yeah. then Grease being, like, the, the weird uncle. little uncle, you know? Uh, I, I, I like that, and I'm interested to see where they kind of go with that, because it is a, a very weird vibe of, like, we just killed your dad, and now you're with us. It's a lot of media, I was telling this to Kevin off air, a lot of media's been doing that lately. Shout out to Buddy Daddies, shout out to Thor Love and Thunder. It's like a lot of media where it's like, we've killed your dad. Now you're going to hang out with us. Earlier in the chat, when we, I think, first started kind of talking about that, somebody called out that they had a hard time getting over that, that she would just yeah. be cool with that. I think, but again, I think that's something that you could I, the, dive into. One of the questions later. that we had, but have kind of covered, but you know, whatever, was somebody asking, like, you know, hey, this is, I think it was Nanobiologist. This game was this trauma. This game was that trauma. What do you think the next one would be? And I think it would be mm -hmm. the resentment you feel naturally, right? Or, because, like, I think you're a little kid and, like, you see your dad be bad or whatever, but these people are good. But she does recognize, like, yeah, he did. He was different after mom died. Yeah, and so I think, but I still think there'll be something there for that, and especially if it's something like I'm, I'm thinking they might toy around mm -hmm. with of Cal going bad and somebody has to, you know, Marin has that great conversation with him in the game, right, of, like, when he's like, I, I saw that. I saw Dagan do it, right, and I'm afraid of that. And she's like, we'd pull you back, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, 
she does that happens in this game to, a little bit there at the end, but I think it could be a bigger thing and try yeah. pulling him back. And if it do, works or doesn't work, where that goes, I, I want to do to round out just some quick hits of just the little moments that I liked. I love that the when uh, Cal finds Dagon, I think it's the him doing the force echo on Dagon that wakes Dagon up, which yeah, I thought you're was not really cool. To be here. Yeah, um, let's see. The, yeah, the Cal he's gone moment. Um, let's see. Uh, if you ever stray from your path, we will guide you back. Marin yeah, talking to Cal. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the ISB Inquisitor kind of infighting when you go to the ISB base, which is, like, really cool, sure. where the ISB head guy is like, wait, that operation is supposed to start for another month. Um, and, it, yeah, very the, the resentment between the ISB agents and the Inquisitors, which I think could be a little bit more fleshed out somewhere else, which uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, Marin talking to Cal and Cal's choking the ISB agent, and she's like, the Empire's taken enough from us. I'll not lose you too. Awesome. We're all in on you, Grease. Greasy does it, baby. Uh, let it ride. Uh, Sierra, also another callback to A New Hope, where Luke's uh, trying about to take out the Death Star, and Obi-Wan's like, use the Force, Luke. And you have a very similar moment now where uh, they're trying to use hyperspace to get through the Kobo Abyss, and Cal's waiting and yeah, you hear yeah. Sarah uh, say Damn. now um, the funeral at the very end uh, worked for me and didn't work for me I love the effect of like Cal just kind of standing there and you kind of see the passage of time the effect of them walking around quickly I thought was really weird um, I liked it. Uh, and so and maybe I don't know maybe it's a glitch where it doesn't look great on my no it, it, it was very like stop motion-y move yeah I, 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 it, I, it didn't do the full effect that I wanted it to but I still love like him just kind of standing there uh, Sears kind of last message to Cal of, yeah, guide her through the darkness. Uh, and then also shout out to the, the lullaby that Kata sings every once in a while yeah, with, uh, yeah. with Bode. Alyssa was talking about that cause she watched me play through it the second time. And she was like, it's really shout out to whoever like wrote that lullaby. Cause it's very, it's haunting. Um, but very pretty. And yeah. feels nostalgic, even though it's not a lullaby for Yeah, we don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just love to that. And then also, you know, love to uh, the fucking Big Daddy reference, Scuva Steve in this. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Turgle. Shout out to just all the weirdness in, the, in this game that I, I did really enjoy. Um, yeah, a four out of five, great on my, uh, my opinion. On the same level of Fallen Order, I think overall I like Fallen Order story more. But I, I, I still really enjoyed where they went with Survivor, which was a big uphill battle for me personally. Of like, worry, of this, you got to sell me on what we do next with Cal. Um, so yeah, yeah, That's all I got still a five out of five for me. It's it's you know awesome to be where we are right now and be like, I can't wait to get home tonight and play it. This game that I've beaten, but I want to still work on that platinum. And I look at the trophies and I'm like, I'm so excited to go after some of these and see what this leads to. And yada yada yada. Like a really special game, everybody. Mm -hmm. Currently, my front runner for game of the year. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> big, big year. Here. Trying to think what else has come out. It's this and Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, wow. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching this. Uh, no matter when you did, as you know, if you've ever watched a kind of funny spoiler cast before, I like to leave a code word in it because what will happen is, of course, hopefully months from now, maybe even December 2025, you'll wow. watch this and somebody will do it. And I won't even remember it. So if you uh, are watching this, whenever you watch it, go ahead and tweet at me. Muffin. Easy does it. Oh, easy does greasy, it? Greasy does it. Greasy, greasy does, does it. it. Okay. And then I'll, like I'll know that. that you're watching this one right there. Uh, remember, of course, uh, the Kind of Funny Games cast comes your way each and every week on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, thank you for your support. Please like, subscribe, rate, share it. Uh, leave a little ratings on Spotify. Leave a review on iTunes. It all helps us out. But what could help us out even more would be you. 
going to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can watch us record the show at, at you can watch us record the show live. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> uh, you can get the show ad free. And of course, you can get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of other content. No matter where you get us and hang out with us, thank you so much for doing it. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>